Hey guys, welcome to the So To Speak podcast. I'm your host, John Beadle. Today I'm going to talk about some myths surrounding the subject of reading, how important it is, and just some thoughts and reflections on the subject. Stay tuned. All right, so I'm going to talk about some myths that I found. Some of them were found online, um, different reading blogs, some of them just from my own experience. And I've picked the ones that I already agreed with and that I already had sort of formulated in my mind were true. And so I want to just do an exercise where we talk about some of the – these are basically about identifying the lies we tell ourselves, right? What are the things that we believe about reading um, or what it means to be a reader that maybe hinders us from stepping into our own uh, full potential, right? I had a friend who she just never read, and one day we had a conversation about it, and I confronted her on it. And at the end of the conversation, there was a realization that she had actually – stop believing in herself, that she did not believe that she was smart or that she was capable of making an impact beyond the typical existence. So at the heart of her issue was a lie she believed. So these are really just lies, things that aren't true. Some of them have to do with existential reasons, purpose reasons with purpose, to do with reasons to do with just scheduling. And so I thought it'd be fun to go through them and unpack them. So here we go. The first one I want to talk about is this one, the myth that I can't learn anything from fiction, right? I got this one from goinswriter.com, and I can't learn anything from fiction. Well, this is not true, clearly. Um, People typically think of self-help as nonfiction, but books, literature, fiction, stories are how we connect with reality, right? Human beings have been telling each other stories for centuries, for thousands of years, for the purpose of making sense of their own existence, um, in order to come to terms with the subjects like death, remorse, um, power, purpose, um, to come to terms with, with uh, a changing world, and to also reckon with their own identity. So, of course, you can learn things from fiction. Um, fiction can often contain um, loads of truth. And actually, fiction can actually deliver truth to the, in- to the individual reader sometimes much better than nonfiction can because fiction does not um, sort of disguises its truth in something a little bit more palatable, a little more fun to read and listen to, fun to read. And the reader, whenever, who is open and receptive to, because they know it's a story, will inadvertently receive good truth that will impact and transform sometimes the very way they understand life and themselves. So the second myth would be that I don't have time to read. This one's a scheduling issue. Almost 80% of the people that I talk to who talk about reading um, say this issue, that this very point is a problem, that they don't have time. Well, what I like to say back to people is, of course you have time. Or you don't have time, whatever. Regardless of whether or not you have time, we make time for the things that we want to do. And, um, And so... What I tell people is, look, just what if you just watched less Netflix? Or what if you read like nonfiction while you watch something on TV? Um, I typically think it's okay to read nonfiction, especially while the TV's on and other people are enjoying some, some kind of programming or whatever. Um, nonfiction is a little bit easier to kind of comprehend while there's something in the background. Fiction is a little bit different, but uh, what I tell people all the time is, of course, you have time, all right? Or technically, none of us have time. We're all super busy. Life is super busy. But reading is a kind of revolt. Reading is a revolt against 
the constant deluge of things trying to grab at our attention, things that really don't matter that much, okay? Another myth would be that reading isn't an activity. It's not getting things done. It's not accomplishing something. I think this is the result of a society that really privileges um, the constant doing of physical activity and running errands and the run, the rat race and doesn't necessarily privilege t- taking time or um, to just sit and be and to, to genuinely stir the creativity of the mind. One of the things that if you're that you people don't realize, um, particularly like my dad, for instance, he's an engineer, um, a computer engineer. One of the things I tell him all the time, and I'll tell everybody this, is that read something that has nothing to do with engineering. Read something that has nothing to do with your field of expertise. Read something, but make sure that it's interesting, but has nothing to do with your field of expertise. What you'll be surprised with is that you actually um, that creativity, that time spent away from your primary activity in the mind will actually have the effect of widening your capacity for creativity. So, of course, reading is an activity. It's just a different kind of activity. Another myth is that someone's opinion about a book doesn't matter. Of course it matters. Opinions about books are what drive sales. It's what drives uh, which authors succeed and what kinds of books and which kind of thought actually changes and molds the shapes of our world. So I'm just going to steamroll right past that one. (laughs) Um, Another one is... Readers are nerds, or they're geeky. That's intellectual um, activity. Um, this, is not, this is also not true. Readers are people who want to impact the world, who want to matter, who want to live um, a life bigger than one perspective. So if that's you, then get to reading, right? Another uh, thing is a reader is also um, that reading is difficult. That's not well. That's very true for a lot of people, but the main reason why reading is difficult, unless you're completely illiterate, is that reading is an, is an exercise. It's a muscle, and if you don't work it out, then it's always going to be difficult, and that your retention will always be um, atrocious. Another thing is, another myth that, that there, that's out there is that I don't retain everything. Have you heard that before? I can't read this because I'm not retaining anything from the former page. Well, here's the deal. Newsflash. You're not going to retain everything you read. You're not going to remember every little point. That's not the point of reading. You just read. Let it fill you. Read a book twice if it really matters. Because you won't catch anything on the first time through anyway. So relax. Take your time. Get through it. You can do it. All right, in conclusion of this podcast, I wanted to just state um, three areas that I think are really important when it comes to being a reader and becoming a reader because there are a lot of people who feel intimidated by the subject, and I want to just encourage those who are really wanting to uh, really form their reading life. The main issue that, I, as I see it, is that with everything going on in the world that's so loud and uh, with advertising the constant barrage of advertising and uh, the political scene and everything, I think it's very important that people simultaneously, not with interacting the world, they simultaneously develop a strong inner life. If you don't have a strong inner life, then you're hollow. And when the pressure from the outside 
comes up against you, you collapse. Reading is one of those ways to do that. All right, there are many other things you can do, but reading is an essential part of that, especially with Western civilization. All right, people in the past may not have always read in order to pass on the customs of their civilization, but if we really want to preserve and enrich our civilization, we do need to read because reading is one of the things that actually formed um, the kind of civilization we enjoy and take part in. So there are three things that this has to do with, with, with reading. One is time, finding the time to actually read. The second thing is confidence. A lot of people have a hard time just kind of getting a book and sticking with it or thinking that they can learn from somebody who's published. And the third thing is enrichment. Reading will enrich your life, and it'll open up the areas of the mind and the heart in ways that you didn't fully anticipate and will actually have the effect of challenging and pushing you into greater things if you really want to. Um, not that it'll make you successful, but it can help enrich your life. It'll make you have better relationships if you read more fiction. Um, it'll make you a deeper thinker. And Lord knows we need less talking and more deeper thinking. More deep thinking, less talking, so that when it's time to talk, when it's time to speak, we say what we mean and we mean what we say. As always, folks, thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. I'm trying to put out three of these a week, but with the newborn baby, things have been rough. It's been, <laughs> we've been up a lot at night, and uh, it's been, we've had a tough time trying to stay, stay abreast of everything. So uh, don't forget that this Friday night, starting at 7 p.m., we have our second meeting, with so to speak, where we talk about Patrick Deneen's book and the, some of the subjects around his book, Why Liberalism Failed. That's liberalism with a capital L. It doesn't mean left or right. It means the, the ideology that we sort of implicitly um, accepted in the Western world and why it's failing our, our society and uh, what we can do about it. So I hope you can make it. I look forward to talking with you face-to-face. Um, as always, it's really a joy and a privilege. Have a great day.